What's up, fuckers? What's up, fuckers? Clever. Bonus episode. Oh, bonus, bonus episode. episode. <laughs> Yay, couldn't get enough. <laughs> well, and it's just fun. Just sit and bullshit and then know that, like, three people might listen to it. Yeah, our three listeners are going to love us just talking <laughs> shit. <laughs> hey, it's Oh, hey, it's Scott. Uh, we're back again. Well, hi, Scott. Hi. We're Everybody decided to um, go over video games? Is that what Yeah, so suggested we it? had just finished another episode and we still had some time, so I had a little uh, backup subject in mind that we could... Just do a little bonus on and, you know, just have a little bit of fun with. So, we're going to talk about video games. And I feel like this is something that we've all had enough preparation on that we don't really have to research anything. So, let's start very, very simple. Okay. Go clockwise. What was the first game system that you played? And what game did you play? Oh, that is a very good question. But I know for, for you it was like 45 years ago. So It was very, very old. It's I don't even know what the system is called because it was my dad's. It it, it had like two buttons and a joystick. Like the, the Atari. Atari, that's how it was. Yeah. I just, I remember, right? Like, that's it. I remember it was just some simple block game too. It was nothing crazy. Pong. It was it was crazy, but that that's the first one that I ever played. Was that your fondest memory of your father? No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> what about you, Scott? Mine would be, um, so my grandma she had a God, what was it? I think it was a Super Nintendo. It had like the purple buttons, you know. Yeah, it had like two gray and two purple. Yeah, that was probably the first video game console I played and there was a Power Rangers game on it and I love the fuck out of that Power Rangers game let me tell you that was the first console I ever played mine was the same as Yeg's strange because there's a little bit of an age difference but yeah it was Uh, in in Ukraine the Atari didn't arrive until like five six years later (laughs) while we had Nintendo they were still rocking Atari but yeah playing Pong on Atari I have some very vague memories of that, but the first game I really remember playing and enjoying was definitely Mario Brothers on the original Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Fun fact, came out the same year I was born. In what was, what's like the most nostalgic part of remembering playing that? Like what is like, what, what about it did you enjoy the most? That's a really good question. And I'm going to take the lead on this one because I'm the oldest. But, you know, back in that day when it was like there was one TV per household and it was already kind of a wrench to, like, monopolize the TV for video games, it was just the simple fact that you were in the room with your, your siblings or your parents and you're taking turns on the game. And I don't ever remember it being like, oh, you fucking suck. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. How could you not... How'd you miss that block or whatever? It was like, oh, you did so good. And it was like the encouragement and you were having family time. And it was, it was just really cool. Yeah. And then coming from that age, like, I don't know if you grew up in that age, but wasn't like arcade games way more prevalent? Oh, absolutely. 
So, like, to have a gaming system at your house, how was that seen in society being like, oh, they're just at home playing Atari all day. They're not going to the arcade. You know, I, I can't really speak on that, but I remember, like, pretty much my whole life, games cost a quarter to play, no matter what inflation looked like. Yeah. So it was, uh, <clears throat> it was a very rare occasion to go to the arcade to begin with because it was so expensive so having a console at home that you could just sit and play games on was like a, a huge change because i remember being really little and my mom worked at this bowling alley and they had you know a series of arcade games and like if we were lucky we got a dollar to go play which is four games <laughs> versus at home it was unlimited yeah that's crazy like was the culture I don't know if you were part of this. Was the culture of like arcade video game players like vastly different? Like, would you get like like shit from your friends at school and stuff if you had like an Atari compared to like going to the arcade? No, but I'm definitely in that age range where I saw like the big boom of video game consoles. Yeah. So if you were behind on consoles, like you, you caught shit at school, just like with everything else, like yeah. Because we had, <clears throat> I went from Nintendo to PlayStation. Yeah. So there's like five consoles in the middle there that all the Sega. other kids that had, and like Sega Genesis. Yes, because you had Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, the Sega CD, 3DO. You had all these different consoles that came out in the middle that all these kids whose parents had more money apparently would buy them and then they would give you shit because you're still rocking a Nintendo and it's like okay I got a whole fucking box of cartridges that I still haven't even finished playing the games like (laughs) (laughs) so on the other end of that Yeg grew up in Ukraine to the age of 15 how is that different say Uh, in Europe consoles at the household extremely rare Really? Like, so in Ukraine, you would, to go play video games, you would have to go pay money because they would have these video games setups around town, like all over, like multiple. Like arcades? Not like arcades. Not arcades. It's just systems, home systems, the uh, games set up. And you would come in and play the game. That They would provide you a variety of games. You would pay money to play that game per hour or whatever. Was it, it like expensive? Uh, it was definitely a lot more affordable. Um, than uh, quarter machines? Than the the arcades. Definitely. Oh yeah, was, you had like, what was like... Plus our arcades were not a thing in Ukraine. Yeah, like currency wise, like we have quarters, like what, yeah. what would they use in Ukraine? I, I don't remember the prices, but it was definitely a lot more. Was like, it in rubles? No, in, that's the Russians. It was definitely it was? super affordable. It's not, it's not nothing crazy like like a, you know, a buck, a Ukrainian bucket, one that even or something like that for an hour or something like that. So from his question to me, so, to oh, you, what was like the best part about that? What was like the most memorable piece so of that? For, for, the, for that, um, that's where I grew up on playing games. First of all, you going to play games, you pay money, you go in into this kind of club, I, I, I can say, and there are people around you who also there. There are people there who just came to watch. Really? Kids. <laughs> and poor kids. That's what you mean. <laughs> Would you have no, considered no, 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 So it was, a, it was a smaller community. 
the, all the gamers, like all of a sudden, you know, you have the best gamers. Next thing you know, uh, one game store fights another game store in the versus. Like, that's where I got hooked on the Counter-Strike. Oh, really? I was uh, absolutely, you know, brutal in that game. Like, back in the day, like the old Counter-Strike, loved it. <laughs> like, and, uh, yeah, and you kind of, you kind of like camaraderie. You come in, pay, you come in, pay. And then you come in enough times, you become like a... A regular. A regular to the point where you're, you're not there, you know, you're providing, still providing money for business. But at the end of the day, like the owner is there, he also loves games. You're there, nobody's using a system. He's like, just hop in and play whatever you want. Like, you know, oh, it's cool. not a big deal. And it was the same thing. And it, and it went from gaming systems, it started at the PlayStation's. That, mm-hmm. That's where it's boom for real because PlayStations were just just gems. Yeah. They're like there, there's no Xbox in Ukraine, so uh, only PlayStation. At so, that time. At the time, yeah, yeah, there was the Xboxes. I think now there's Xboxes, but for the since I've been there, the Xboxes. I didn't even know about what Xbox is until I arrived here. All right. So to elaborate on that, how was it different from? Growing up with games in Ukraine, and you said you moved to America when you were 15, right? Yes. So how was transitioning from Ukraine play video, playing video games to, like, America with arcades? And I, like, yeah, I've never, never been to arcades there. Well, I mean, as far as, uh, well, like, gaming consoles. Like. Gaming consoles in here. Okay, so in here is a little bit different. In here, you get a group of friends... And you can just sit there and do Halo nights all night, you know, just do your thing. But in Ukraine, it was a little bit different. It was a lot bigger community. Oh, really? So, so like, you know everybody, you you play, you compete, Warcraft. Like So, after PlayStation, they transitioned to PC gaming. Yeah. And that's, where, that's how I ended up being. You skipped a lot of steps there, going from... PlayStation 1 to PC? Uh, no, there was PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PC. Oh, okay. But, so was it, it when you came to America is when you really, like... You but in, in here, you do, you do not have gaming like centers anymore. Not a, Definitely not as many. Like, the one that I've been to was West Valley, the last one. Yeah, there was a few the, in the Valley for a while, but they kind of died out because it's like... Everybody, everybody here. When my shit's here at home, yeah, yeah. In in here, it's a little different. It's like I have all this shit at home. I have a computer. I have a gaming system. Why would I leave my house to go anywhere? Okay, another question, real quick. But I, I did enjoy the going out and playing with other people in the setting, in the setting that where you can all see each other, kind of. Yeah, like the camaraderie of playing games compared to. Just at home pl- playing online, you know, just just calling somebody racist shit and you know be like, I fucked your mom, dude. <laughs> kind of like that shit. What was your go-to game in Ukraine? Uh, Heroes of Might and Magic. Oh, I heard about. I remember that game. Was it's, it like? It's extremely popular. I still play it. It's 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 really good. It's a strategy game. Okay, so transitioning to America, what was your favorite game? Uh, Better be Halo. Gears of War. Gears of War. God, okay. I want to hit you. Scott, what's like your genesis of gaming? Okay, so like I said before, I started out playing 
uh, like Power Rangers and shit on the Super Nintendo at my grandma's house. Um, I think I was somewhat fortunate as far as um, gaming when it came when it comes to PC gaming because my stepdad growing up they worked for my mom and dad worked for my stepdad worked for a company that made uh, computer chips and they were like super into like computers and tech so we had like a whole room dedicated to just we called it the computer room so we had like four or five like old school Windows XP computer games or computer computers XP's that's that's adorable I know <laughs> well it was old school at the time that's not the, the adorable part <laughs> oh what was some it? of us played on 95 <laughs> oh yeah well, yeah well XP was like really the one that got me that we played a lot on and there were so many games that we'd play so I was introduced to PC gaming very early on compared to the rest of the world at the time like I feel like because like computers were still kind of I think at the time not super popular and like to have a computer at the time would be was like kind of like luxury or something absolutely yeah and so i played like games like command and conquer uh age of empires age of mythology i love uh, there's an old game that i like to play called black and white where you were is an old computer game where you were a god and you had uh your hand that you would move around the map and you would manipulate your people and you had a creature that was like your avatar in that world. I never played that game. I I, I played every single game you just named except the last one. Yeah, I loved that game. It was so cool. And like, there's so many other games. So I feel like I was introduced to gaming, especially PC gaming, very early on. And it's kind of like, uh, it's made me who I am today as far as gaming like today superior have, race but that's fine Continue. yeah, yeah. Master, race. <laughs> master race I mean well I also had we also had consoles but my brother had a PlayStation like he got a PlayStation for Christmas or something and so like all those old PS1 did you call him peasant no I was okay he was my older brother so he'd be did like did you still call him peasant <laughs> no I should have <laughs> what, what games on the OG PlayStation did you ever get to play Okay, I never, like, there's a lot that I didn't get to play, but, like, um, all the, like, the whole Final Fantasy series, my brother played on PlayStation, and, like, I would watch him play that, and, like, I remember one time he let me play Final Fantasy, like, one of the very first ones with, like, the pixelated cloud and stuff, Mm -hmm. and he would let me play that, and one time... I deleted his save on accident. Because they had those little chips that you had to plug in. (laughs) Because, oh my gosh, the whole memory (coughs) saving on the the console was not a fucking thing. Yeah, he was so mad that I deleted his save. So after that, it was pretty much like a no-go on playing games. (laughs) But like, I watched him play like Final Fantasy. There was an old PlayStation game called Dino Crisis. You ever play that? It's Resident Evil, but with dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. That game was so fun watching him play that because it was so like scary and like suspenseful and so like we played that and then eventually our family got an xbox and it was like the family xbox so i was able to play it and and that was when i was introduced to like xbox live like the very first online gaming that's where kids told you that they fucked your mom yeah yeah like my stepdad would play like poker online and then like the very first uh wireless controllers they fucking sucked they were terrible, and uh, but like 
like we had wireless controllers and stuff that I thought that was super cool. But like, I mean, it's just so funny to think about like games back then that they were so fun. But if I like went and played one of those games now, I'd be like, this is lame. I'm going to go play Baldur's Gate 3. I, I don't know because <laughs> I just picked up you a Switch the other day. <laughs> I got the uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 game combo game and it has the original Metal Gear Solid. And like, I've only played like 10 minutes of it. Like accurately, I've died like 82 times. Mm-hmm. Even though it's strange because I played that game all the way through on PlayStation multiple times, but I'm just like, I don't remember how to do this. Yeah. But just playing it gave me that like nostalgia of hanging out with my homie, you know, back in the day being like 15, 16 years old, just banging out that whole game in one night. Oh my gosh. And it just like the money I spent on that game was so worth it just to be able to feel that. Yay. What were your like go to PlayStation games? Uh, for PlayStation, I or the original one. Original PlayStation, I probably had uh, different choices than you guys. I did play Final Fantasy, but definitely not my top pick. I played Twisted Metal. I oh, love, I love, love Twisted, Twisted Metal. Metal. Was one of my jams. That was one of I the absolutely games. loved it. I loved Tekken. 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 Was Tekken. Cool. Three. Oh, with Tekken Ball. Oh, uh, I just I loved fighting. That that's that's where my love for fighting games came. Mortal Kombat, the trilogy, MK trilogy. What was that game? Ratchet and Clank. My brother would play that all the time. Oh yeah, and I love. Like, it's funny you mentioned Twisted Metal because that was one of the few games you'd actually like let me play with them. Yeah, and I love like the guy with the wheels, and you were like his Axel. arms were Axel. Axel. <laughs> like, it was so fun. Well, I I love that game too because like you could just destroy the landscape. Like you'd be playing in Paris, and you could yes. shoot down the Eiffel Tower and shit. And yeah, it was like just Easter like, eggs. Yeah, Easter eggs, it, yeah, and it just like there. I don't know if it was like a power thing or just a, a hold down with the system thing, but like you felt so cool. Like oh, I just fucked up this whole. Mm-hmm. City. Oh, speaking of Easter eggs, though, since Yeg mentioned it, what is your favorite Easter egg in a video game? Oh, man. I honestly got to go with, and I know we talked about this before multiple times, but Call of Duty Zombies, the map Dear Reese. Yes. It's so chock full of Easter eggs that you have to find. Like... Oh, you have to get the sniper rifle and you have to go to this platform and you look through the broken vent and you'll see a paper that you can barely read and shit like that. Like, that made that map so much fun. That was going to be my pick because, like, a lot of my childhood or, like, a part of my childhood was, like, playing Nazi zombies and, like, figuring out all the Easter eggs on the maps and, like, to get the powerful weapons and to... It was just so fun. It was so, like, memorable to me. Live stream coming soon. Live stream. Where, where's your Easter egg? Which one? Uh, I did love the shit out of the Deerese one, the the song. The, is it Deerese or The Rise? There's Deerese and then Deer Rise because Deerese is the factory. And then the giant. And, and then, yeah, that's the giant. And then Deer, or Die Rise is when you're in the high rise. Okay, no, right, I'm, I'm talking about the giant. I'm talking yeah. about the giant. Okay. Group 935. Yeah. All that. Yeah. Uh, de- definitely love the song when the song kicks in. Oh yeah, it is just just gets hyped up, and you're killing zombies. I think that contributed to my love for 
Call of Duty Zombies and Easter eggs and stuff was because but, I had such a huge I was such a huge fan of Avenged Sevenfold at the time. Oh, and they yeah. did all of the music for it. But Mortal Kombat secret characters that that was one of the wait what secret characters? Were so there? in Mortal I think it's Mortal Kombat two. I forgot which Mortal Kombat, but they, they started doing the secret characters, so you had to do s- uh, special stuff to unlock them. Oh. And I... Uh, it's so long. There's certain stuff you had to like accomplish, beat it, and then you would get one chance to play as a character. Uh, it's In, one of the ninjas. Usually, it was, yeah, it was either a ninja or it was one of the secondary bosses. I think that, like that's... Goro or Kintaro or Motaro. That's how one of the... I think rain was created because it was just a yes. bug. It was a bug. It was it was not supposed to be like in game ish, but it was ended up being purple, and then it was in the game. So they just ended up putting him in the game, him, making him putting him in the game. That's so, so funny. Your Mortal Kombat trilogy. When you play that, who was your go to guy? I I did play vast amount of. Scorpion, obviously. Oh, yeah. But I also did enjoy, I think it was, ah, is that Goro? There was a Kentaro, because that's the one with the, with the Tiger mask. stripes. Yeah, the, there was a Kentaro, Mataro, Mataro was in it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He was the centaur. Yeah, yeah the, uh, that, those, those OP bosses were pretty, pretty fun, just because you sit there, that freaking just spam the abilities. Plus, the trilogy was, the amount of characters for, compared to the first and second Mortal Kombat, the third, the trilogy was just a massive cast of so many characters because you had ninjas, you had smoke in there, you had a Cyrax sector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, all those, you have all those ninjas, and they all that, that was by far one of my favorite games. I was a noob cyborg guy. Noob cyborg because he would throw that cloud on you, and then no matter what you did, it didn't. Yeah. Had no effect. I remember playing Mortal Kombat and like hating Noob because he was so OP. <laughs> and, like one of his moves that he would do, yeah. where he'd grab you and like suck you into the shadow realm, yeah, and then slam you back on the People floor. People would spam the shit out of that, and I hated that. Yeah, well, what's that, funny is he wasn't like the only character who could do that, and but people would only get mad at Noob Sidebot. But it was like um, Goro could do it, Raiden could do it, and. Um, uh, what's her name? Goro's daughter or whatever. No, the Shiva. Shiva, yeah. Shiva. She would Shiva. fucking smack down on you. They just uh, drop land on you and just fuck you up. There's no, there's no counterplay to that. <laughs> oh no. my gosh. Okay, I have another question then. What is what game are you playing right now? Uh, right now I'm just playing League of Legends, <clears throat> but I also about to start some other new games. Like what? Uh, Jet Jedi Fallen Order. And you haven't played that yet. No, I haven't. I haven't. I bought it when it came out, and I haven't touched it ever yeah. since. But I, I also got a little Jedi kink right With now. Fallen Order or Survivor? Fallen Order. Okay. Fallen Order is the, so the I first went, one. The very first one, and the Survivor is the new one. I, I liked it. I got to the point where you could. Uh, what well, I don't want to spoil it. For I you. was a I was a big fan of. Uh, uh, what is Force Unleashed? Force, for, especially the first Force Unleashed was one of my favorites. That was just such a star, that was like a Star Wars kink. It was it, it was pretty much went like it's a Star Wars kink. Yeah, <laughs> Battle, Battle, Battle Battlefront two on Xbox, 
which to this day is probably one of the best multiplayer Star Wars games. Did you ever play any uh, PC Star Wars games prior to like? Any I older did ones? play older ones. I played like uh, Pod the Jedi Pod Racing. Yeah. A very old one. I played it back in Ukraine. Like that. That's how old it was. There was. Go ahead. And I just played the PlayStation uh, Star Wars game where we Jedi Power Battles. Yep, that's a classic for me. There's it is so amazing. I played it over and over. That was the one that you could just play on repeat, and you just try to beat it. There was one game on PC. It was a Star Wars game. I'm trying to remember what it was. But it's where you were like a first person Jedi or something, and I God, I can't remember what it was, but it was it was pretty pretty cool for like the time period. Like looking back, I I love that game. I can't remember what it's called. Dang it. Um, what are you playing right now? I'm playing Baldur's Gate three. Did your mom let you stay home for that? Yeah, for sure, hundred <laughs> percent. It is so fun I love Baldur's Gate 3 because I like I, I played the original did, Baldur's Gate did you beat it? I have not beat it yet oh. I am trying to complete everything I can before I actually finish it but I've seen a lot of cool stuff about people killing off all of most of the main characters oh really? yeah they're like, they're like, they're like I haven't even been introduced to some of the characters and like or whatever like the decisions they make in the game which is really awesome like influence your game and he's like I by accident killed off half of the cast I see that's what I love about Baldur's Gate Baldur's Gate 3 just real quick though I like I played the original Baldur's Gates I loved them they're on the original Xbox but they do not compare to this new one like Larian Studios or whatever they're the ones that made uh, God what's uh, D- Divinity Divinity so it's like very like oh, yeah. it's basically like in the style of divinity where you have like it's top down you have your party and like you make decisions but I this Baldur's Gate 3 is like the closest game I've ever played that's akin to the real Dungeons and Dragons because I'm a huge Dungeons and Dragons fan. What? Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. So like in the game you can do that like you can kill off all the main characters and it's like okay well you kill off all the main characters what do you do now that's like real D&D like yeah. you want to be a murder hobo and I, murder I, I play I play Mass Effect and Dragon Age which oh, is I, I played the shit I love all of them I'm I'm kind of a hipster when it comes to uh, Mass Effect <laughs> I remember as a kid going to the video store, like a local video store, and renting Mass Effect before it became this huge sensation of people loving Mass Effect. And I rented it, beat the game in like three or four days, and I was like, this game is so fucking fun. Like, this thing's gonna be huge. And then it blows up, and like, yeah, Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3, right? There's three of them. And then they come out with a drama, and it's like, I kind of played a little bit of it, but it's not really my jam. Because I heard it, I heard a lot of bad things about it when it came out. I, I did not play Andromeda, but I also like I was I played the first Mass Effect a lot more than I should have. I did speed runs. I was I love that game. I just did it so much. Second one, the combat just gets much better. I feel like Mass Effect almost re- revolutionized like RPG storytelling shooting. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Knights of the Old Republic. Knights oh. of the Old Republic. The, the, that's who made it. I love Knights of the Old. I didn't know that. I didn't know that they made that. Bioware. Effect. Bioware. Yeah. 
Here's a classic uh, Star Wars game that probably neither one of you have played. It was, uh, oh, the name is escaping me, but it was on the N64. I Oh, uh, I'm going to say right now, Nintendo did not exist in Ukraine. Really? I believe Nothing you. Nintendo is never, like, even came out. Wow, interesting. So, I can't remember the name of it, but you played as a smuggler named Dash Rendar. And you were basically like... I gotta look this up. ...a wish brand Han Solo. And you would go on all these adventures and shit, and, like, one of the boss battles would you was uh, you had to battle an ATST with nothing but your fucking blaster. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? I'm looking it up right now. Uh, Dash Rendar game. Star Wars Shadow of the Empire. That's it. I oh, know. That game was God. so dope. That segues into uh, another PC game that I played growing up called... God, you guys might have played it. Empire at War. Did you ever play Empire? Order? I played it a little bit at a friend's house. Sounds, yeah. sounds familiar. It Describe is it to me. So fun. Okay, so you have like, you have like um, the whole Star Wars galaxy. So you have all the different planets and stuff, and you uh, build up your armies in like the space uh, overview screen. Uh-huh. Kind of like it's like Solaris or something maybe. Like where you have like you build your armies up. But then when you go to fight, it's like a real time, you have like your space, like say you're fighting in space, you have your space, spaceport or whatever, or if you're attacking another place, you have like just your fleet and you go through and like, they will, will like, you go and attack other ships and stuff. And, um, you it was like command and conquer, but star Wars. Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah. And you could fight on the ground and stuff. It was such a revolutionary, yeah, like, it was like the OG, like battlefront in a way. But that, that sounds super cool. Like, if you, you should play it. Like, Yeg, have you ever played an Oculus? No. So, like, my my gaming evolution has led me to Oculus. And I like kind of going back to the what games am I playing. I, I'm juggling three different systems. So I'm playing Jedi Survivor on Xbox. Because I, I finished Fallen Order. It was such a fun game. But I'm playing uh, Jedi Survivor there. And then... On the Switch, I'm playing Metal Gear Solid, but I always go into my Oculus because that's like, to me, the best. And one of the most fun games you can get for Oculus is uh, Beat Saber. Well, Beat, Beat Saber is <laughs> awesome, but it, there's a game called Vader Immortal, and it's in three chapters, and you have a story mode where you basically deal with Dark Vader and realize that you are in fact a Jedi, but then you also have the lightsaber dojo. Which is like, um, in the third chapter, you're in the same map that you play the very final part of the story mode. And it's like a time thing. And you have to fight different droids and the little battle balls and stormtroopers come in. And you have lightsabers and you have the force and you can use blasters and thermal detonators. And it's like a wave kind of thing. And it's so much fucking fun. There's like a survival? So it's... Um, the, the, the last part, at least? It's... No, not necessarily survival, but there are... You'll play, like, ten rounds, and each round gets harder, but then every tenth round, it's a... It, they call it unleashed mode. It's unlimited enemies. 
and you have to try to kill so many in a certain amount of time to get a certain rating to earn bonus things like different lightsabers or whatever. That, to me, completely renewed all of my faith in Star Wars games because now I have control. I can manipulate the lightsaber, not the system. I can use the Force. I can use Force Lightning. That is, uh, yeah, VR is definitely, like, the future of video games, I think. Oh, for sure. And Like, Gamer. The movie Gamer. Yes. Gerard Butler. Like, Gerard that's the future of video yeah, games. Yeah, next time we get together, I'm going to bring my Oculus, and I'm going to make you play that shit. Because I think you'd love it. I, I have no I have no problem with the Oculus. I just never really got into it. Because, I, like, I didn't play enough of it. I, uh, I tried it out in one of the... Uh, places in West Valley that they were doing the I was at the tournament over there and they were doing uh, uh, the Oculus stuff they, they were like renting it out to people and I, and I tried it out it, it looked really fun it, it's super funny to watch like some of the sh- people oh, some dude. of the shit people do like, like <laughs> the <laughs> bodies the the mingled bodies sometimes you like, like push them or <laughs> dude like as much as I play there are moments where I still go like oh shit I'm a little dizzy or like completely lose your balance when a screen changes and you're like oh shit what's happening like your whole body just gets jolted yeah oh okay here's another question then how far speaking of vr how far out do you think we are to the total simulation rooms kind of like in game or where you kind of like laser tag just with the simulations yeah like you're in a room and like say like the floor is like a treadmill that moves in 360 degrees they already, and like, they already have that yeah, okay, so, like, imagine that coming to consumers, though, like, to where it's, like, an Xbox, where you could, like, buy a setup, they come in, I'm, they install it, they, like, the, you uh, have an entire room still, that's 360 still, still far away, just because of how much gear it takes, you would probably have to still go to the gaming places like that, where they would install that. I think yeah. for your average gamer... 10 years but for a, a very wealthy person who tomorrow yeah it's well tomorrow. we have that now with the those treadmill things that people are harnessed into those things are so cool like i can't justify the cost for a good one like a low-end one is 500 bucks an really? upper-end one is like six g's i did not know. i thought they were like 20 30 g's oh no they're not that expensive but wow. you're still very limited on what you can and cannot do with them and let's be real, a large, vast majority of gamers are, they're kind of chunky. Yeah. They're not going to want to do a whole lot of running. Yeah, and then we come out with the Ready Player One, or what is it? Ready Player Yeah, Ready Player One. Yeah, with an omnidirectional treadmill. And, and then the, the hap- haptic suits, or what do they call them? Haptic suits. Haptic yeah. suits. So they have those it. too. So I want to, I would love to like, I want to try one of those. I would want a full Sponsor body. Us. Haptic suit, yeah. Send it to me. I will beta test the holy shit. I'll take a week off of work. I will shoot Dave, like, squarely in the nuts, like, 8,000 times. <laughs> like, you fucking bullets. How's the pay receptors? No, there, there's one game on Oculus that I do recommend um, to anybody who has an Oculus. is fucking Pavlov. Oh, yeah. Dude, Pavlov is so much fun. Um, it's a lot like Call of Duty. Maybe blended with some other games, but the motions are realistic. You, you know, you have to eject a magazine out of your gun, grab a fresh magazine, put it in, rack the gun, 
and the recoil will jump and each gun behaves differently just as in real life you know oh, that's so cool it, dude it's super cool because like you'll fire an m4 and it's got recoil but you can get back on target but when you shoot the ak it's just like all over the place <laughs> okay so, so i have yet another question if you could reboot any game Ooh. as far, old or new well like pr probably like an older game you could reboot it to today's modern technology. What would be that game? Mm. Game. That's that's a tough one because some of the games that I'm thinking about, they already made. Like Knights of the Old Republic, they made a Knights of the Old Republic Online. Yeah. Which was good. Not. It was supposed to compete with World of Warcraft. I don't think it did. What would you do to if you could change that game? To I, make it more desirable for modern consumers, what would it, how would you change it? Then? I would honestly do exactly the same what they did. I would honestly make the uh, single player. the The best part about that game is single player experience. It's kind of like Boulder's game. You make decisions, people die, and you progress with that. And I would make more of them. Just and I would definitely have the same thing that they did in Mass Effect, where your decisions from first game follow you to the second game and you continue from that. Oh, I like that. I love that. I love that. Just, just con like uh, consequences. Like, the consequences. You do not get game. to see some of the characters because of the decisions you made. And you know, like uh, what, how they did in Mass Effect. Like, do you want to import your safe from your first game to continue on the second game? So you love the role-playing aspect. I, I, I like, yes. I like consequences which is why we need to do so you have a so. you have a different story <laughs> so every single person experience we all can play the same game experience different endings different uh, different stuff that happens like we could kill off some of our main characters not because we wanted to because they said something rude to you once and you wanted to fucking kill them <laughs> what, what about you Scott what would you reboot into a modern so mine's kind of a broad genre, not necessarily a specific game, but I want I want people to keep making good RTS games, real time strategy. Like uh, like I grew up playing Command and Conquer, World of Warcraft, or Warcraft before World of Warcraft came out. Uh, Warcraft three. Warcraft three was my shit. I love those RTS Starcraft. Love those games. What was your race? In Starcraft. Um, uh, pretty vanilla. Warcraft, Warcraft. Warcraft. I, I didn't have a specific race that I really liked. I like, like playing the night elves. I'm gonna be honest, me too. Really? I <laughs> it's love because the night they elves. were so cheap. Yeah. And you could bum rush people. <laughs> yeah, and I just love the lore of like night elves. And then like World of Warcraft came out. I was like, oh, this is so cool. And then like playing it, you know, like my brother and I would play it, and I'm like, holy shit, this World of Warcraft is kind of complicated. And then they like. And now they've like transitioned it to like more of a easier game. Like back then, they like you had ammunition. Like if you're a ranged character yeah. in World of Warcraft, you had ammunition. You had all this other stuff, but it was kind of like a little bit more complicated than it is nowadays. But yeah, just I keep Leroy making Leroy Jenkins. Leroy, <laughs> <laughs> keep making good RTS games. I love uh, some of their RTS. They they won't. We probably will not see. We will never see Warcraft. We will never see another StarCraft. Well, there's there are good RTS games now. I did just uh, just what happened is I don't know if you heard what happened with Blizzard. 
What? So, uh, they spend absolutely ridiculous amount of money making StarCraft 2. They just, they just spend all the money, and it's, it's a good game. It's a really, really good game. Uh-huh. And then they released this add-on on World of Warcraft. Uh-huh. This little, little, this little ride that you could buy for like 15 bucks. And it overshadowed all of their, all of what their earnings on StarCraft. Just, just sold their what add-on. It was ju- it was just some ride uh, a ride like a the basic one well, not basic it's just cool ride that's it you know how on World of Warcraft you have the rides the mounts tra- the mounts that you travel yeah uh-huh. so they sold one mount that made more money to them than entire StarCraft two see that's the problem with our society nowadays they prioritize profit over quality that's why DLC is so profitable anymore yeah. and it's like. I don't, I don't want to have to like play a game and go. Oh, I want more. I want DLC. What I want is you to put out a good fucking game that I have to pay seventy bucks for. And then DLC is extra. Like yeah. it's just like, oh, this is a cool little side story. Like I don't want the whole game to be like DLC. Yeah. What? Wait, real quick. What is what is your game? You know, I actually have like two options. Tetris. <laughs> Get fucked. <laughs> They've already rebooted that like 8,000 times. You know, that's the problem. It's hard to pick one because there's been so many like sequels and rehashes and things like that. So it's like, it's hard to pick a game that stuck with me so much that I would want to see redone. Yeah. But if if I could have one game to get redone to a modern era... It was a game called Siphon Filter on the PlayStation. Oh, yes. What? I don't oh, know. that is so. It was really dope because it would transition I, between third person and first person. So, like, you could use the auto aim feature and it would, your character would aim for the body of a bad guy, but it would zero in on the bad guy. Yeah. And you would just open fire on him. Or you could hold down, I think it was like the, the left trigger on your PlayStation controller. And then you could go into first-person mode and take good, clean shots. Oh. But the gameplay itself, to me, was so revolutionary because it was very, like, 90s action hero. You had a button where you would literally do a roll (laughs) for no-ass reason, but you would dodge bullets. But it was was like the first real stealth game, too, where you would creep through shadows and shoot out lights and things like that. It's like a pretty much beginning of Splinter Cell. Yeah, oh, wow. it's like if you blended Splinter Cell and Call of Duty back then, that's what you got. I, I'm gonna be honest; nobody mentioned that game for like last time. Last time I even talked about that game was back in Ukraine, like a very long time ago. That's why when you brought up the name, like I know that name. Well, <laughs> you gotta think too, like when Siphon Filter Two came out and it introduced the multiplayer aspect, like. That was only the second real multiplayer shooter game I had ever played. Up to that point, I had played GoldenEye, which revolutionized games in its own right. But this was different because it was in third person. But the other game I would want to reboot, not necessarily reboot, I would just want to make it better, would be Call of Duty World at War. Because there's so many aspects of actually being in war that you could throw into that game. Oh, and, yeah. like, just, make it just add value to it. Like, because you would see, you know, when you're playing as the Americans, they would get shot. They would just drop and nobody said shit. You know, 
throw in some dramatic shit like Tommy, no. Yeah, oh, that would be so. Or shit like cool. that, you know, or even the mission. Or I think it's uh, uh, <laughs> like Corkscrew and Flame or something like that, where you have to go and blast all these fucking murder holes with a flamethrower. Oh, I remember that. And I want to throw in some screams and some dark Who shit. Who remembers like, Punisher game on Xbox? Oh my god. <laughs> the interrogation oh methods were so brutal. This like the dude, get- he throws a dude in the casket, pulls the pin out of a grenade, drops it in there, and closes the lid and holds it still. It was oh absolutely god. ridiculous. Oh my god, what, what that bananas. Uh, the, 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 that game, that of Mayhem, I think. Yeah. That they, it was it was brutal. I freaking love it, um, but I do wish they would bring a lot more co-op games. I, we need like more co-op a single-player co-op games and with a long campaign. Not yeah, like, like nothing. If I can do it in two and a half hours, it's too fucking. Short. I want I want thirty-two hours of gameplay. Just just Whoa. fucking me, just grinding my teeth, just fucking fighting for my survival, just. Just Speak. sitting there watching my friend cry, telling him to like get his shit together. Get like, it together, Diego. Speaking of co-op games, I think it's one of the biggest genres that is like untapped right now. Because my my girl and I play. Uh, we'll we'll try to find co-op games to play together. It's hard. It's hard, and there's this like one game called uh, It Takes Two. Oh yeah, yeah. And the cookie one? Yeah, it's so it is fun, so and it's such a great game to play with like your partner or maybe someone who isn't necessarily a huge gamer nerd that's been playing games forever. So I think like co-op games are like an untapped resource in the gaming community. So like if they can start bringing out like good two-player oh. co-op games or oh. Oh, two or four. Let's talk about one of the greatest co-op games ever. He's not going to talk about Army of it. Two. Army of Two. That's what I was heading with this, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I stole that shit right out of your brain. I'm fucking, that's what, what I was so heading. so fucking cool to partner the up with tactical. somebody and you would do like the aggro and then, all right, bro, you fucking, when you face the enemy, uh, you unload and as we're spinning, that's what when you're on the backside, you reload and then I'm going to blast like... Those games were Army so much fun. Army of Two was a blast. It was like two mercenaries versus... Everybody. Everybody. And it's fucking... It was just so good because it was tactical. You get those coolest fucking masks like Ghost Wishes he had them. I'm I'm pretty sure the game is older than Ghost. It is, I'm pretty sure. Like... But, like, another game, uh, Borderlands. Did you guys ever play Borderlands? Yes. I did play a little bit of it. I'm a massive fan. Yeah, like, original Borderlands, I love that. And I wish I had people to play with. Shooter, looter. Yeah, shooting shooter looter games like it's such a good concept. Um, I was almost thinking like more towards the like because I feel like there are a lot of shooter co op games. Not, not, not as be- much the good ones. Yeah, no. it's more of a a forced like. Yeah, you're in split screen. You're playing together, but when it plays to the story and the characters that you're playing, like in Army of Two, I think it has so much more value. Oh, because sure. you are two very different characters and you have to learn to work together, not just be like, all right, you're on the left flank and I'm on the right flank. Let's just shoot them and do our thing. Yeah. It was more of like, let's work with our different skill levels together. Yeah, I love that. I love, I want more variety of co-op games though. I want like, it takes two, I want more. Or like the other game that they came out with, with 
where you're both in prison. There's two oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a way out. The way out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you have like you and your partner are working together to escape prison, and uh, you know after prison you like try to stuff uh, like that. I love that like creative co-op idea. I forgot mm. what it's called, but there's a game. I think it's called like Seven Hours or Six Hours or something like that. It is a puzzle game. I will find out. Here, I'll, I, got, I got my computer up right here. What is it called? I do love a good puzzle game. Seven hours? It's like, yeah, it's it's, it's a puzzle game. Seven hours? Or one hour puzzle. Uh, whoops. You know, one of my favorite puzzle games, taking it old school, is uh, Tomb Raider. One, two, and three on the PlayStation, where you had to actually solve puzzles. Uh, yeah, with the with the big blocky square tits and, or oh, sorry, yeah. triangular tits and, but it wasn't about like, you oh I'm gonna go in and gunfight this dinosaur. That those parts actually scared you. It was most of the game was just solving these ancient puzzles of like, okay, I gotta move this here and I gotta place this idol here and do these things and. Then it's gonna let a T Rex out that I have to take down with two pistols. <laughs> okay, what is your okay? First of all, what is your favorite video game genre, and what is your favorite non-traditional video game genre? Like, you like okay, I like Call of Duty, but I also like uh, Candy Crush. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's a good question. Like, obviously, and I was gonna kind of save this towards later on, but my favorite is first-person shooters, and that really came from Halo, because mm-hmm. and that's like the big elephant in the room to talk about. So I want to talk about it later. But Halo, Call of Duty, uh, fucking Golden Eye. There's a myriad of them. Yeah. As for like non-traditional. Like a, a good side scroller, like Crash Bandicoot. Oh yeah, it's Crash Bandicoot. Shit. Oh my gosh, that was such a fucking blast. It still is. I still play it to this day. I, I actually was a big fan of Crash Bash, just the multi the multiplayer one, the, the co op. You you would yeah. fight against each other. It is so much fun. Oh really? Yeah. What's yours? Like favorite is gotta be like RPG games or. Like, RPG or RTS games, I just love them. I grew up with them. They're my favorite. Most non-traditional would be... It's a tough one. Maybe games... Maybe, like, roguelites. Where you're, like, you... um, Like, usually there's, like, a lot of indie game, roguelite games, where you're... You just have to, your character dies, like you do a run and then your character dies and then you progressively get stronger. Like there's a game called, uh, um, God, what's it called? I'm having, drawing a blank tower. Like people listening will be like, oh, I know what you're talking about. Obviously, it's like a huge game. It's the Spire, uh, uh, Survive the Spire. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I love that game where you like progressively have to fight monsters and you try to get as far as you can and then eventually you'll die or you'll beat the game and then you get progressively stronger like that's probably like my most non-traditional video game trope gameplay so i never really got into rpgs like i had one on playstation it was called uh, breath of fire 3 i think i played that you know and 
I, I think remember, I remember playing that. I got really frustrated with it because I played it for like 55 hours. And I got to this point and like all this shit changed and was happening. And I was like, oh, sweet. I finally like finished this game. No, I just went into the next like chapter. Of it. <laughs> That's what I love because it like there's just so much to the game, That's... and it's like real life. Like you're like you're emulating a character. You're like yeah, role playing you, a character. You basically went from like a kid version of the character to like a teen version, and I was like, oh my god, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't like that, you know, and uh, it's understandable. But I, I, get, I gotta say, like my absolute least favorite genre of video games, anything made by Telltale. Really? Where it's like... You don't like the storytelling games? No, because like, I want to be in the story. I don't want to just sit here and go, wait 10 minutes to go, okay, I'm going to push either X or A. I it's can totally movie. see that. But like walking, The Walking Dead? Uh, Borderlands? Borderlands, they have Telltale games of those. And very good one too, on top of yeah, that. Yeah, so I, I tried The Walking Dead one, and then I tried a Batman Telltale game. And I was like, I hate both of these. I cannot believe I spent money on this. Yeah. Uh, what it's like, if your option is Telltale Batman or Arkham City, yeah, I'm going Arkham City. I want to get in and fuck up some thugs. I agree, but I think that those Telltale games are very... Because, yeah, you don't have as much of a impact on the story, but it's still just a good story. So it's like it's still yeah. good to play. And yeah. I give them credit because I'm ultimately not a very patient person. Yeah. So just having to sit there for ten minutes... Well, it's like, I like the dialogue, but um, again, with like Batman Arkham City, the dialogue is being fed to you while you're playing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm being very omnidirectional with everything that I'm doing. Like I'm taking in the intel from Alfred while I'm trying to go to this waypoint and stop these little crimes on the way. I agree. So like games like that are like Spider-Man or yeah. there was even a Superman game a while back that was a lot like that where you have multiple things going on at the same time and you have to triage what's more important Yeah. while you're still learning and hearing things. I think I remember playing that. Wasn't it? What system was it on? The Xbox one? Or yeah. the Superman? Yeah, wasn't it like the only way you die is if like the people in the city were like... Yeah, the city had a health bar. You yeah. Could, you could you take did. unlimited damage. But yeah. You, so it kind of forced you to stop and... Yeah, I remember playing people. that. Yeah, it, and it was great because, like, the flight dynamics were awesome. And, like, it came off the heels of uh, Superman Returns and things like that. So, it was, to me, it was really fun, especially as a big fan of Superman, that it was like, oh, shit, I get to be Superman now? Yeah. This was... is awesome. Yeah. And with that said, it doesn't always translate because there's an Iron Man game on Oculus, and it's just not... I've only played a little bit of it, and it's not that great. Really? Plus, you also feel like a fucking retard when you're trying to fly, because you literally have to bend over and put your hands back. <laughs> so you look ridiculous, and you're like, my back hurts. That's funny. The name of the game is 12 Minutes. 12 Minutes? Yes. So you're a guy coming back home, and your girlfriend is dead, and you're investigating, and there's like six, seven different endings absolutely ridiculous it's a puzzle game it like uses your mind like nothing else so every 12 minutes like it's kind of reset so you have to make decisions because it's, it's a reset it keeps you resetting and you remember so you try to remember shit you try to figure out how oh, to solve it it's like it. memento as a game it's that's dope it is so good like 
for something so simplistic, it was I we only like me and my buddy, we only did one ending and then we found out there's more, multiple endings, and then it the story just develops so much. Did that discourage you from trying to finish all the endings or did it like inspire you uh it actually mostly like i'm like i want to know more about this game like just because we stopped playing like now i want no one directed it oh yeah it's uh that was it what's the guy with the the not split ending the m9 shaman oh (laughs) you know what other game kind of had a a thing like that was uh, call of duty black ops 2 where throughout the game you would make different choices like at one point you're an undercover agent within the the cartel and then they figure out like oh this guy this other guy is undercover and you have to choose to kill him or not oh yeah and there was like eight different endings you could get to by choosing different things very well thought out plan it's just like if they didn't get away from the call of duty kind of realistic aspect but still kept that, you know, choose your own adventure thing, that game would have just been an absolute banger. Yeah, I feel like people love the idea of RPGs. They just don't want to put the time in. So like a good I agree. Yeah, like a good blended system is great. Kind of like Mass Effect. I think that's where Mass Effect really kicked off because it was an RPG, but it wasn't like so like it was, it, it was still a little bit of fighting. There's still action fighting, A little bit of decision making. Like I remember playing that game, trying to get the perfect ending for I think the second or third game. You know where you decide. You know spoilers if you haven't played it before. Like where you decide to save humanity and like integrate them with the machines or this or that. You know. Like I remember spending hours and hours trying to get the perfect ending, only to find out that I took too long. So people on the craft died, the crew on the craft died. So I'm like, I spent all this time trying to figure out how to have the perfect ending, only for me to take too long to finish the game so that the people on the ship died. Did you, so, do you remember playing that? Uh, which one was it? I think it was the third one where you, you're fighting uh, the okay. Reapers. Never mind, I, I, didn't, I didn't play the third one. I uh, experienced the third one through my friends. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Did you ever play Halo Wars? Uh-huh. I oh, played, oh, oh. <coughs> so I, I rented a- or I bought Halo Wars when it was brand new, sixty dollars. And I was like, it was fun, but I was like, I am a Halo Wars, Wars fanatic. Like, because it the first back- one, second one I could not play at all. First one, I was a god tier player. Yeah, because it, it brought those RTS uh, The only thing I wish they did more with that game. Give me more racist, like because they only had like for humans they had three racists, racists racist. racist. like <laughs> and more racist. <laughs> the full like, race of just, just like I think when they're aliens it's xenophobia. Yeah, isn't it? All they had was they have covenant and they had a human. So they you had between humans you could pick um, the John Gifford Commanders, you, John yeah, Shepherd, Anderson, right? Wait. John Shepherd, and uh, uh, Cutter. General, General Cutter. And so what if you could blend Halo Wars and Halo? So like, you're going to pick this uh, battalion of uh, Spartans, and you're going to send them out to go face this battalion of elites, but then you can opt to go into the ground level and play as one of those Spartans or whatever. Oh, it would be so... Just I thought you'd be overpowered. It, you would be overpowered, but you're also losing control of your entire army. That's true. But what you're doing... 
on the field you, could change the, the field could change the battle because like you go out there and lose okay now spartans are starting to fall then you go back out into like omni mode and now you have to reassign and reconfigure i would definitely make the opponent more powerful though too not like traditional halo where you have your shield and stuff i'd be like okay you get shot like four or five times like it's so you're it's, odst then yeah well no it's more uh i make it so it's more um so, so you game. would not just one man army. You could just, if you're good enough, jump yourself in and in the battle by yourself and clear the fucking field just because your aim is better than the fucking enemies. Yeah, I could see that, but like at the same time, like so, I would w- there would be restrictions. Where so choose. yeah, your health would be the same as if you sent them in through an AI compared to where you were first person. Or put a cooldown. You as soon as you die. You cannot go back in. Yeah, that would work too. Yeah, or you can make it two player. So, like, let's say you're like the general and you're the omni and you're moving forces, but people who are in your party are members of those different oh, battalions. Dude, that could so be like a he's, whole... he's running the scorpion tank and I'm a Spartan, but I can't do shit until you tell me and my company where to go. I could see that being a whole new game. You all just standing there fucking the 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 earth is getting destroyed and you're like fucking general yeah, fucking like, taking you, a piss. <laughs> like you can play single player and have like the AI running your command and then you just go run around and shoot people or vice versa. Or I could like we'd have to sit and wait for your orders which would create its own like conflict within the game. Like, dude, we need to attack from the left flank and you're like, I'm the fucking general and I say you attack from the north. You know? Like Fucking Microsoft is gonna hear you this can't handle podcast, the and they're gonna be like, "Okay, we can make this game right now." <laughs> so that that does kind of come back around because I really wanted to talk about it, and I really feel like culturally, us here in America, Halo has had such a huge impact on video games, and I know for just myself, in Halo, just in America though, just yeah, because I didn't give a shit what happens outside. Just, there. I didn't even know Halo was a thing until I arrived, and there was they were already two Halos in, and a third one was about to come out. So like, that's where I got I, it. I had PlayStation One for the longest time, and then it was like PlayStation Two blew up, and it was really popular, and I was like, you know what, I should just, I should buy it, you know. And then I went over to my friend's house and they were playing this game where you could shoot, you could drive vehicles, including tanks and uh, banshees, aircraft, all these other things. And I'm like, what is this game? So my buddy was like, yeah, this is called Halo. And I was addicted to it. So instead of going like Legacy and going PlayStation 2, I went Xbox. I played the shit out of Halo Combat Evolved. Like I bet I've logged more hours in Combat Evolved than my last two years of working hours. Like, <laughs> I played that game Could backwards get into Quake. Oh, Quake. I played the shit out of Quake in Unreal Tournament, dude. Unreal Tournament. Or oh. another real classic, Doom. Doom. On like, PC. All those original um, RTS games, I love the fuck out of them. But then I never really transitioned into modern RTS, or modern, not RTS, uh, first, first person shooters. Unreal How much Halo did you play? I played a lot of Halo, but I was definitely more of a hardcore RTS fan. I played absolutely ridiculous amount of Halo 3. <laughs> Halo 3 was like the pinnacle of Halo. Yeah, Halo. that's why I love uh, Halo Wars, because it was like an RTS Halo game. I started my campaigns Halo 3, Halo 1, Halo 2. It's mostly just because when I arrived, my friends played it. 
my like my friends were hooked on Halo too, so I would play Halo two multiplayer with them, just you know, do some swans and fucking sniping noobs and shit. <laughs> but uh, my campaign started in Halo three, and then just kind of backwards. See, mine like I got the full genesis of it. So I got Halo one, and back at that time there was no Xbox Live. Oh yeah, I remember playing Halo Combat Evolved, like you know, like land parties and shit. Yeah, you know? so I I remember having land parties. Like we go to my friend's house because like his entire upstairs had nothing in it. I don't know how they lived. It was a family of five. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me. But we would take two whole ass rooms and carry you know these big ass heavy TVs oh, upstairs. Yeah. The old TVs. Yeah, yeah and it, like have the the DSL cable that ran from one room to the next, and we played like. 16 people just murdering each other and i remember again that like camaraderie that like you're there in the moment talking shit to each other face to face and then halo 2 came about and my friend had the their version of xbox live at the time and i was like what are you doing he's like i'm playing online like what do you mean online you know because that was kind of a foreign concept to me we didn't have internet at my house He's like, yeah, you just plug in your link and you make an account and whatever, and you can play random people. And I was like, what? So it's dial-up. Yeah. That was also a thing. That's what it was. But yeah, dude, I got on there and we played the shit out of that. And then when Halo 3 came about, like, as soon as it was announced that it was coming out on that date, I went online I ordered the the, the Xbox 360 and the controllers and the game and all that other bullshit. I called into work for two days straight. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think I barely slept. I was just I, like a crack addict on there. I worked during that time. I was 15. That was my first job. I was working at Chick-fil-A. Just making the money to get that 360. Wait, Chick-fil-A was a thing back then? Yes. Back then. Chick-fil-A's been around since before I was a Yeah, kid. he's like, I worked in the mines. I got the money. <laughs> I take my Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> they give you hazard pay for the spots where the canaries died, so I went in. <laughs> I turned my old Xbox in, got fifty dollars for it. That's killer deal. <laughs> I can't see out of one GameStop. eye. But... <laughs> <laughs> fucking GameStop, fucking biggest ripoff in the world. I am. I hope they shut down any day. <laughs> the other day, I went and bought some Switch games at GameStop. And I had some uh, old gift cards and a trading card to use. And, like, the guy at the counter was new, and he didn't, like, know how to do it. He eventually figured it out, but I'm like, oh, cool, thanks, man. You know, I get home, and I go to crack open the case to pull out the Metal Gear Solid game, and there's no game in there. And I'm like, fuck. So I open the next one, no game in there. Open the last one, no game in there. I was like, son of a bitch. Oh, something that's nostalgic <laughs> for me real quick is, yeah, multiple CD games. Because, like, back then... Oh, yeah, yeah, the, those could, those old games, like Odyssey or something like that. The like, Odyssey. Yeah, the, four fucking, what are the four CDs, three CDs? Yeah, or uh, the, there's a Lord of the Rings game I played called uh, Battle for Middle Earth. I love that oh, game. Oh, yeah. Uh, Battle of Middle Earth. Uh, not, like, not as good, not as good as Return of the King. I'll but, give you that one, too. But it was an RTS game, and it was, like, four CDs. Here, I, I have a fun fact about Return of the King. So, in Ukraine, when I was obsessed with that game, the game would crash at the... Every version of the game would crash at the exactly same place. So, I could not finish the game until I came to America. (laughs) (laughs) This is ridiculous. So, uh, I think the moment was when you're Sam going through the spider lair. 
you finish that and then after that the game just stops working so I replayed it tried different different every single possible scenario I can think of to move the game forward it just kept crashing it just just stops it was a a black screen that's it and until I got here and just played it just straight up and I'm like I'm getting to the part where I've never seen it like brand new game to me after that <laughs> that was the Lord of the Rings console games right? that was a console yeah, game. yeah so let's switch gears here let's talk about horror games for a minute horror game are you well, a big fan of horror games Scott? I am well when do you want to end it? it's just very uh in a few minutes okay so I, I remember like obviously we talked about uh, in the last episode about uh, Resident Evil and Left for Dead and all that, but the one horror game that still sticks with me today was the original Silent Hill on PlayStation. Oh my gosh! Did you ever play that? Oh uh, yeah. Honestly, to go back to it's not necessarily a horror game, but like Dino Crisis game scared the yeah, shit out of me. Silent. Yeah. I actually forgot about Silent Hill completely. Oh, dude, that Even game was so gangster, especially like the first scene when all these little babies come out with butcher knives. I never played fucking with you. The original. I never played the Silent Hill game, but like the movie scared the shit out of me. I remember the movie, but I was so enamored with the game and my experience with it that I couldn't like see past it. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't really enjoy the movie fully. But like, you had the broken radio that would only make sound when a creature was coming, and like ammo was super sparse, so you had to resort to like hitting these flying creatures with a fucking metal pipe and shit <laughs> like that. Investigating the school that's pitch black and all you have is a flashlight. Oh, dude, dude, that game was gangster. That, that's kind of how the village was. The village was at a lot of game uh, jump scares. Yeah, and uh, there's a few games on Oculus that I play sometimes that are horror games, but it's the same. You'll have like a little, uh, I don't know what you call it. it, holds a candle, but it's shaped like a teacup kind of thing. Oh, uh, Cal- candelabra, but not really. Yeah, uh, something like that. But that's all you have is light. Mm-hmm. And there's all these things happening in the background. I think Resident Evil was probably one of the first, like, horror games. Uh, it, it was pretty much in the games. Dead Space. Dead Space was... A, that was yeah. a good one. Dead that Space. One. Anything with jump scares, pretty much. But it, it kind of got predictable. You, you, you learn, like, your mind learns when the jump scares come. Like, even yeah. in the movies... You, you know when it's coming, so you kind of adjust yourself to it. So like You know what game that really scared me? And it wasn't like super new at the time as far as video games go, but like uh, Slenderman. Remember when oh. Slenderman was like a huge thing? Oh, God. Oh, like, God. I remember playing that with my friends, and I was like, holy shit, I'm I remember when that scared thing just the shit exploded out of just because some fucker just decided to create a little, get a internet famous. Yeah. Right? So let's round it out. Yeah, give me your top three favorite video games of all time. Of all time. Uh, Gears of War. One, two, three. Even though I played the rest of them. Um, Borderlands series. Definitely top two for me. And the last one I would pick. You know what, Scott? How about you take... I'll give you the last one at the end. I'm going to think on it. Okay. We'll come back to you. Um... Just from, like, nostalgia point of view, probably, like, any kind of Age of Empires game. Age of Empires, Age of Mythology. I grew up with those games. I love those games. Um, uh, role-playing games, like, 
I'm trying to think of like, like I loved Baldur's Gate as a kid. I played Baldur's Gate. Um, I'm trying to think of like just like Command and Conquer. I love those games growing up. There's like so many like hidden gems that like were kind of obscure even back then. Like like the whole black and white. Like there was a game called Gladiator that I really liked. Oh, I did you ever play that game where you're like in an alien gladiator arena? <coughs> I yeah. love that game. Um, honestly, this new Baldur's Gate three, I love it. Seems like Yig's got his third pick. It's going to be a weird choice, but it's Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Ooh. Interesting. Good pick. It is. It is. I fucking love that game. Grinded. Unlocked everything. Friends, you know, co-op friendly. Four players. I love that you would, like, choose your team based on uh, different, like, abilities, too. Because yeah. you always had to have, like... A powerhouse guy yeah, and then a fighter damage, guy. You got a wave clear. You got, yeah. you got a support healer or something like that. Oh, there's one game that I left out. Well, a series of games. Anything that like uh, like the Elder Scrolls games mm-hmm. or Fallout, like those have revolutionized like the first person RPG games. Like I started out playing Morrowind, which was like a hardest fuck yep. game to play and then into Oblivion and Skyrim and then like the Fallout games like I, I started out with Fallout 3 and I, I played the older ones on PC like uh, 1 and 2 and there was like I think there was like expansions to them and stuff like they were those were really fun have you ever played a game called Two Worlds oh, sounds what's the premise uh, it's kind of like a Skyrim-ish you, you start it's an RPG you go in I played that game. I beat that game. Did I beat that game in a conventional way? No. <laughs> I spent probably six hours slaughtering entire village just so I can kill one guy to get his item. <laughs> Jeez. One the, I had to. So I would kill one because they were all overpowered. So I would have to go in, kill one guy, die, respawn, and I just kept doing it until I slaughtered an entire village. Then later I found out, like, oh shit, I had to just do a quest for them, and then it would have been... <laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> or um, XCOM. I love the XCOM turn-based. Marvel Midnight's for me. That, oh, is that, is that like that? Same, same people who made it. Yeah, I love that kind of style of gameplay, where you have like, these like almost like cinematic uh, turn-based fighting and then you have like your overworld where you level up your characters and you go in and fight do missions I love that shit what about you Dave yeah I mean first and foremost is it's got to be Halo Halo and I know a big part of that is nostalgia glasses but like I grew with those games I mean Halo was like it wasn't the first first person shooter but it really like Revolutionized first-person shooters. I think it changed Counter-Strike. Like Halo was Counter-Strike exists. Oh yeah, Counter-Strike. What was what was first, Halo or Counter-Strike? Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike or Goldeneye. Um, some Goldeneye game. Or like the old... some Goldeneye game. I I, I never. Goldeneye? I didn't have a Nintendo. First of all. Okay. Well, we're Americans. There was Nintendo. <laughs> well, another one was. Uh, what am I thinking of? Uh, like Medal of Honor. Like Medal, I started Medal, Medal of Honor, Honor is good. Yeah, like I that's 
before I played Call of Duty, even before Call of Duty came out. Medal of Honor series was really good. I played quite a few of those. Who remembers Bad Company? I love Bad yeah. Company. Just a fucking... Just you're like, a, oh, you're going to hide in that house? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> like the world destruction kind of thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I like the destructible walls and all that. I yeah. think, secondly, I'd actually have to go with Crash Bandicoot. Just because those games were just unlimited fun. In fact, the fact that I still play them today, and like I get my daughter to play and we play together... Is a true testament to how good the game is. Yeah, I mean, like... Granted, I grew up in the Mario Brothers age, but Crash Bandicoot Crash was Bandicoot. a Mario. Mario yeah, that was the Mario for me yeah. kind of thing, and it, you know the classic kind of side scroller where they would upgrade each game as they went, but they didn't go like so far that it was stupid. Yeah, where it was like uh, you would get different powers and things you could do, but they were limited to different maps and things like that, like. You weren't going to get the Apple Bazooka at the end of Crash Bandicoot 3 and then come back and use it in one or whatever. Like, yeah. It was only in the maps that allowed you to have it, that sort of thing. And I think for a third, it, it kind of wrenches me to say it because I played so many great games in my life, but like going back to Oculus, Pavlov. Oh. I love playing Pavlov. And that's tough because like my go tos on Oculus are Pavlov and Beat Saber. And I love Beat Saber, but the map packs are just, like, not that great. Yeah. So it definitely plays a factor in that. But Pavlov is unlimited fun. Like, literally later tonight, I'm going to turn that shit on. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I think in a week, if we really thought about every game that we ever played, we would make different choices. I don't think I would. I, maybe not a week. Maybe like if I would really go through every single game that I ever played, and I would go, especially the campaign ones, I would definitely make a different choice. Interesting. Just just because I can't think of sometimes, I literally had to go Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I went to through my Xbox list to see what the shit I played. Interesting. Well, this has been a fun bonus episode where it's like we didn't have to research; it was just on. Opinions, what, yeah, and what we thought, and it's getting those opinions. out. So, this is fun. I think we should uh, just plan on doing a bonus episode every time we record one. Oh, yeah, like I loved hearing Yake's perspective of growing up in Ukraine with video games, like yeah. the difference and stuff. It was like interesting to hear. Well, and it's also nice too because we all three have like vastly different choices. And it was never like, oh, that's fucking gay. Why yeah. Don't tell that to Resident Evil choice that we fucking all. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I, I had a great time. This yeah, was fun. Thanks, guys. Please like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. To yeah, follow, definitely. It follow really follow helps. Good stuff. All right, bye-bye. Uh,